Yeah. What a what a like for like riches. What is the term? Like you know what I'm so, talking about what of riches? What? Riches like what? Yeah, but what's the? Ter- Why can't I think of the uh uh, uh something of riches? An abundance I, of riches. Abundance of riches. Yeah, sure. That's it. Is that it? I don't know. Hello, and welcome to episode 39 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your neighborhood trunk or treats version of Hocus Pocus Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing spooky shows. Spooky! Woo! <laughs> Alright, Rachel, let's talk about all things spooky. Ooh, and you know why? You know why? You know why we're talking about all things spooky today? Why are we doing this that? Is Halloween. Today's Halloween. It, this, this is Halloween. 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 <laughs> yes, literally. I forget today's that Halloween. I can't snap along because it, it's off. It's off. But yeah, oh, it's, it's okay. Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. To those, every, I hope you guys are dressing up for work. I hope you actually. Yes. What I really hope is you took the day off and you just um, chilled with some apple cider at home. And honestly, yeah, that's the wow. dream. I love a, yeah. I love Halloween. I don't love the mm-hmm. Halloweens on a Monday, but I will say it is helpful for Halloween mm-hmm. to be closer to the weekend. Because then there's only one weekend of Halloween where people could, like, potentially trick-or-treat or, or, like, do wild Mm -hmm. and crazy things. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, I've been celebrating Halloween all month, obviously. Yeah, obviously. But it feels like for the dressing up portion, we clearly know that there's one weekend. And, you know, when Halloween falls, like, on a Wednesday, you're never sure which weekend is the preferred weekend of, like, do I dress Mm -hmm. up the weekend before? Do I dress up... Yeah. weekend after but then it's november and that's yeah. weird and elections so you know <laughs> and, and elections i mean um, it happens so soon after halloween i mean so many people have been advocating i kind of i'm i don't know maybe i agree like do a like thanksgiving thing of like this is the one day we have halloween and everyone's off and maybe like, should it Halloween is a day that's the problem it's yeah. like a day yeah. and not like right. a date it's not a day of the week, right, a day right. of the month. True, true. Not that we'll get into politics right away, but we did already talk about elections. But Rachel, should we? Should Halloween be a federal holiday? 
Make yeah, your case. A thousand, a thousand percent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? Why? Like, yeah. Say, like, listen, you gotta, if I'm going to be the devil, there are advocate. many factors here. There are just so many yeah. factors. There is nothing more unifying in the United States than dressing up, eating mm-hmm. candy. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing more unifying. Mm-hmm. The second part of mm-hmm. this is if you have a child, it is a struggle to work. It is just a struggle to work on Halloween. Yeah. First of all, none of your teachers want to deal with kids on Halloween. None of them do. True. No, no. True. They'd be crazy. Mm. Second of all, you have to get home early enough to, because, you know, Halloween falls right before the time change. It's like a week or two Mm -hmm. right before we shift our time. So it's like dark at 445 or 5 o'clock. Right, right, And so it's not like, oh, I have enough time to go home and change my clothes and help my kid get mm-hmm. into their costume mm-hmm. and then we can go out no we gotta go out like right right when it gets light-ish mm-hmm. or dark-ish because yeah. we don't want to be out in the pitch black because people be crazy and yeah. people even though we all know that halloween's happening people still drive as if there aren't little children running around the neighborhoods so yeah mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. i just feel for everyone's sanity halloween should be a day that's off like we should just have the day off Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's the end of the month. Who needs a 31 day in the work day, in the work month right. of, of October? Right. We don't. And, you know, there are just other holiday, federal holidays. I won't mention which ones that I feel are less unifying than eating candy, going, <laughs> you know, dressing up or just like, you know, for people who quote, don't celebrate Halloween. I don't know who those people are anymore because- right. Christians who maybe don't celebrate Halloween or didn't before, they definitely have trunk or treat or some kind of right. scare thing at their, you know, church. And so Fall you still got to take your kids. Yeah. You still right. got to take your right. kids places. Right. So I, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I want a petition that I agree, Taylor. I wish that Halloween was always on like a weekend or a Friday, mm-hmm. but I would petition it to be like Thanksgiving where we have Halloween off and we have the day after Halloween off. Because well, gosh knows, once again, the candy coma is real. <laughs> the CC. The CC. Yeah, the CC is real. <laughs> we don't need to send our children to school yeah. Yeah. with a candy coma. Yeah, this is a great point to remind the audience that Rachel does not have any children. <laughs> yeah, I have no children. <laughs> she has no stake in this game. So really, she's just advocating for all... All of your the, the theater nerds children out there, the yeah. listeners. Um, like Rachel, this is not how it works. But, you, you made know. some great points. I will say, I feel like Halloween is the best day to play the devil's advocate. LOL. Um, because <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be a great costume, devil's advocate. I just gotta say, yes, yeah. putting it out there. Um, no, I mean, I do, I do agree that the candy comas are real and, and transitioning into that, Rachel, before we get into our spooky shows, I do want to ask you, what are mm-hmm. some favorite candies of the, over the years? Has it changed? Has it stayed the same? What are your, like, do you have go-tos? Yeah. Like when you were little versus now to please tell me. Um, yeah. I'm going to get a text message after this with my parents <laughs> saying that's not correct. So for my, for my other, for the theater nerds out there, yeah. my parents are avid listeners, which I love. Thank you, mom and dad. Yeah. But I also often get corrected on the accuracy of my storytelling. But I yeah. am telling Everyone has their own experiment experience, Tim and Barb. <laughs> yeah. Barbara. Yeah. They mean so well. I love it. Yeah. But um, 
So I love Reese's, like Reese's cups. Mm-hmm. But here's the best part about Reese's cups during Halloween and also during the Christmas season is they're shaped. They're shaped into the pumpkins. Yes. Into pumpkin. And my yeah. dad would always yeah. get one for him and one for me. Yeah. And I love, so I love that. That has stayed a hundred percent the same. I would argue, and maybe we'll, we'll, I'll just have to do a taste test. The pumpkin and the Christmas tree ones taste better than the regular. I think Reese's it's the cups. ratio of peanut yeah. butter to the chocolate. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. just like, yeah. you know, I love peanut butter. So this is an important subject that we all need to do a PhD that, thesis on. I, I do. I think we should really, there's a ratio <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. 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 Reese's cups are a good OG, like, standard like it's also like they're never going to disappoint they always they're they always got yeah. your back Maybe. um Maybe. i will what say like smarties can burn in the pits of hell i do not like them at all <laughs> oh, you were not in public school but here's the thing about public schools people and smarties in middle yeah. school there was this or maybe even early high school there was this craze of teachers putting smarties on your desk before a big test because mm-hmm. you're smart and right. i also hate smarties so yeah. i was like this sucks i like feel like i have to accept this but i don't want this but now mm-hmm. it's the only candy offered to me yeah yeah imagine if they had a candy called dummies no one no one would like it. they do they have dum-dums which are the suckers oh yeah okay and they well, give that's, you yeah that's true that's true but imagine if dummies were like gummy ver- like that would that would be interesting they're like a that dumb version they're like a gummy version of smarties i don't know i would prefer that i think I'm pitching, I'm pitching. Well, Reese's, Reese's, I do like Reese's Pieces is how I pronounce it. I know it's different in different places of the country and the world, but Reese's Pieces are a little like M&M versions of Yes. Yeah. They're Mm -hmm. great. So good. Mm. Mm, I love them. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, I always loved a good, um, not my mind. Oh, Three Musketeers. That, those are good. Mm. Yeah, very light and fluffy, like myself. And then um, I always... <laughs> I always... I was just actually in a training this week for work, and they were doing, funny enough, positive reinforcement, and every time we participated in a question, they would throw candy at us. And I, I know. Like this works. Yeah, yeah, this, this works. is great. And I had, for the first time in probably 10 years, a uh, 100 grand chocolate bar, little mini. Tell me what that yeah. actually is. I've seen it. Yeah. I know what it looks mm-hmm. like, but what is in it? Yeah, I'm going to, let me just look up the, the per, okay, what is, okay. Unique combination of chewy caramel, rich milk chocolate, and crunchy crisp rice. Really good, honestly. So go out after we record this, Rachel. Go out and buy yourself a one hundred grand. I just it don't does not... like caramel. Okay, fair. So like three musketeer. I don't think I like the <laughs> the, the gooey stuff inside. I'm yeah. I just recently like in my adult life started to like Twix and like ki- only kind mm-hmm. of. Okay, I like Twix. I they're fun, and then Kit Kats are always a good fave too. Yeah. So. I also liked those, what are those little chocolate, they're made by Hershey, I'm pretty sure. They're little tiny chocolate bars that have rice in them. I don't know. 
Like Crunch Bars? Is that what it's called? Hold on. Because I do, I like a good Crunch Bar as well. No, it's not Crunch. Hmm. Well, I wonder if on I guess I wonder I guess Broadway won't really be open because Monday's a dark a dark day where shows don't play. So I guess Broadway won't. I know some shows play on Monday, but a lot of shows go it's dark on Monday. Crackle. It's made oh Crackle, movies. Crackle South, the streaming service. Um, I I don't think I've ever had Crackle. The, oh, the, well, I'm sure yeah. you'll see it in a mixed Hershey's bag this mm. today when you're out. Wow. Exactly. Going trick or treat, yeah. Taylor. Exactly. Um, we're going to talk about some fun costume ideas later on, and maybe we'll talk about some of our own. Maybe we'll post some photos of when we were little. That would be fun on our social media. Oh. Only time will yes. tell today on the checkout on our tell. social media. But I will say, I, I it would be fun to like go see a Broadway show, but also like them give out candy while you're at the Broadway show. But I guess they won't be doing that this year because Monday's usually a dark day for them yeah so we'll see i don't know but today actors mm -hmm. get scared sorry as an aside do actors get scared about what might happen at a broadway show during halloween so this is the other part that we didn't talk about of like potentially why halloween is not a holiday is like for sometimes uh mostly teenagers now or people who are not considerate of others they Mm -hmm. do weird stuff on halloween Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. not weird like Oh, that's weird in like a, you know, weird way. But like, yeah, like, like illegal. Not... Right. Yeah. Or like scary yeah. or like in my business, you know, like right. people, I remember, in, right. you know, they used to do those, whatever those poppers are on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it yeah. sounds like gunshots and you're like, I don't like yeah. this. This is just, yeah. you know, children are outside. Right. So I wonder yeah. like, do. And TPing houses. Yeah. Not, not that I ever participated in that. But. I mean, anyway, but I, I think that... You, <laughs> Egging people's houses. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I think yeah. I think that, like, there's also this moment of people maybe, like, at a show, you're like, oh, it's Halloween, so it's super exciting, but you're also maybe, like, oh, a little nervous. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's lots of people mm-hmm. in costume. I wonder if, like, being masked you know, for all of COVID has alleviated this idea of once I can't see people's faces, I get scared, you know, like we Mm -hmm. maybe are desensitized to that. Right. But I do wonder, like, you know, what is Halloween like on Broadway? Well, I wonder also some of these shows that are still on Broadway that we're going to talk about, uh, like that would be, it would be a great opportunity to do a show, like a, like a half off on Halloween or something like that. Like, oh, $31, only $31 tickets, like that type of thing. That'd be, That's so good. Yeah, yeah. Put us in Honestly. the marketing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're going to talk about some spooky shows today. We won't do some deep diving, but we'll just talk about them. Maybe our general thought, thoughts and feelings, and yeah. then we're going to maybe suggest some ad- some costume ideas for y'all out there. You know, if today is the day you're deciding the costume, it's okay. Like you have time. I mean, we've been there. Yeah. We all procrastinate every once in a while. We understand, but uh, yeah. What's a, what? What's one show we want to f- talk about first, Rachel? You you choose. What's the first one we want? Let's talk about the Adams Family first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's Da-na-na-na. do it. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I love this show. I think we've mentioned it like 
once or twice before, but this show, oh, I love it so much. I will just randomly just go back and listen to the music of the show. Oh, no, I love the music yeah. of the show. Yeah, the score is so good. Um, yeah, what do you want? What, where should we yeah. start? Well, let's just talk about yeah. the show really quick. Like, yeah. a few facts and figures. Mm-hmm. The Adams yeah. Family Musical, based mm-hmm. off of the TV show and storyline, sort of, The Adams Family. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely like one particular experience within that. And it came to Broadway in March of 2010 and opened in April. And, um, it costed $10 million. It costed, it, it cost $10 million. I did not know it cost that much. um, Holy crap. As a budget, but apparently... Like, that's what they said going in, but it actually was maybe more like $15 million or... Yikes. Nathan Lane, that all that money. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it did win um, for... It did win some awards for set design, although I don't think it won a Tony Award, but I'll check on that. But it really, mm-hmm. it closed after 722 performances, which is which- just terrible. It is terrible. Um, it was not. It was nominated for two Tony Awards, but did not win um, any Tony Awards. Um, best original score and best featured actor in a musical for Kevin Chamberlain. I mean, not even a Nathan Lane. I just gotta say, um, seven hundred performances is still a lot, but yeah, it's it way too soon. It is a way lot, too but soon. not when your budget is ten million. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I wonder if it was like a rights thing, like maybe the rights cost a lot, but also maybe. the show, I guess there's a lot going on in the show. I don't know. There's a lot of costumes, I guess. I don't know. And I makeup. think there's a lot of set moving pieces yeah. too. Like, um, yeah. I never saw the Broadway version of this. I've seen two uh, theater, like local theater productions of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And in but in the Broadway version, I think there are a lot of sets doing a lot of things themselves. Mm-hmm. So it gives very much what is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child energy right, right now, where like the sets have to do a lot. There's a lot tech wise and within the sets, yeah. um, as true. well as costuming. Mm-hmm. It's actually like this is okay. Not to spoil other things we're going to talk about, but I'm going to personally. I do not think Beetlejuice would have been able to transfer to Broadway and be as successful without Adam's family having previously been on Broadway. Right, right. And doing, mm-hmm. like, this kind of show. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's interesting, I, was ju- I just thought of this, and maybe we'll talk about this more throughout the episode too, but a lot of these kind of spooky Halloween-esque shows are based on properties but like based on something yeah. they're not yeah. there's not really any like original like i don't know i just find that interesting there's not like mm-hmm. an original halloween show like i don't know that's interesting we'll to talk me. about potentially one but yeah 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 it is important to say i think that of course the music and the lyrics were written by andrew lippa the yeah. incredible of shows like The Secret Garden, The Wild Party, um, but also Big Fish, and then um, oh, I, love I know, Fish. and then also wait, he's done something recently that I wanted to shout out, but now I don't remember. 
Maybe Big Fish is his most recent. I thought he did one after Big Fish, but I guess not. Um, yeah, his Wikipedia page is all over the place, so I don't even know how to. <laughs> Who wrote that Wikipedia yeah. page? No, but yeah, Angel. He's uh, honestly, I just love the score, like the even like the the music of it. The lyrics are great, but the music of it's so good. It's very like stylized and very like Adams Family esque. But yeah, it's the songs so are good. so good. Yeah, the yeah. songs are unbelievably good. They're mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, and you sh- everyone should listen to the recording mm-hmm. on wherever you yeah. listen to your yeah uh, albums. But it's yeah. it's so good. And I just want to talk briefly about how well, in my opinion, they do the show specifically with Fester. Mm-hmm. I love Fester. Yeah, and. Yeah. I feel he doesn't get adequately represented in a lot of situations. Mm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he has a whole song himself yeah. talking about his love with the moon. Right. And it's just so, first of all, it's, it's so, so weird. Funny. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It's so funny. Yeah. But it's also so sweet. And yeah. part of what. Part of what I think I personally love about this musical is mm. that it takes. It takes things that are. You know, I mean, maybe the the show does this too, but it takes mm. ideas of people that are out there and strange and weird and brings you in to, like, understand that we're all kind of the same. And right. it juxtaposes yeah. that with people who are overly normal or trying to yeah. overly be normal. And you yeah. realize that at the end of the day, like, all of these people have a lot of similarities and that you yourself... Mm-hmm. Um, are a lot of these moving parts on the stage. And I love when shows like this, where you yeah. can be like, I'm all of these people. I'm Wednesday, mm-hmm. I'm Fester, I'm Gomez, right? right? Like right. you are all of, the, all of the people on the stage. Yeah, and every song like really has a reason to be there. It's not like, a, like sometimes there's shows where it's like, what? well, this song's okay, but this one's better. It's like every song is really like, yeah, there's like a purpose for each song. Even the like, yeah, I I really love every song in the show. There's really not like a a bad song in my opinion. The um, one song I don't love is the tango song. Right, but, but that is more of a like dance than it is. It like, is a dance. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and I two love things the last that. Song. Yeah. Oh, so good. And and the, the opening is so good. And yeah, yeah it's so good. good. Well, two things I'll mention before we move on is, of course, the cast is insane. The original uh, Broadway cast is like, yeah. what a, what a, like, for, like, riches. What is the term? Like, no, I'm Phil, talking about. What? Of riches? What, riches? Like, what? Yeah, but what's the term? Why can't I think of the, uh, uh, uh something of riches? An abundance I, of riches? Abundance of riches? Yeah, sure. That's it. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> it's Saturday morning, y'all. Um, anyway, Nathan Lane as Gomez, B.B. Newworth as Morticia. I will say I like B.B. Newworth, but her voice sometimes yeah. kind of annoys me. I will say. That's just my personal opinion. Um, okay. Krista Rodriguez as Wednesday. Incredible. Incredible. 
the only person with a Tony nomination for this show, Kevin Chamberlain, is Uncle Fester, which is so surprising and crazy. I know, it truly um, is. Jackie Hoffman as Grandma Adams. Incredible. So, so iconic. So um, even Adam Riegler as Pugsley, um, Terrence Mann as Mal, Carolee Camello as Alice, and then Wesley Taylor as Lucas. Like, every one of these are just such a dynamite like could have their own show in their own right is it's so good so it's good. so good and i want to shout out to heidi blickenstaff who we've talked about before mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. other shows yeah. um mostly i think in their disney episode but she was the replacement for alice and the mm-hmm. broadway run yeah so good and brooke shields so I'm Brooke Shields. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to mention also, this is kind of fun that we're talking about this because there's this new Netflix show about Wednesday Adams coming out. That's by Tim Burton. That's coming out this November, November 23rd on Netflix, all about Wednesday. So everyone check that out. I don't know if you've seen the trailers or anything, but it actually looks very good to me. I'm excited. Um, I think... Tim Burton is directing four episodes and then some other people directing others, but it looks super interesting. So if you're wanting some more Adams family content, there it is right there coming this fall on Netflix. Yeah. Um, let's move into, I mean, we already talked about it, so let's talk about Beetlejuice. Yeah. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. So Rachel has actually seen this show. I have not seen this show. Um, and I really, I actually haven't even seen the movie. Are you gonna hate me because I haven't seen the movie? The movie? <laughs> oh no. my gosh! I've never been. You know, I only recently in the past, like I don't know, like seven years, got into horror movies. I was gonna ask you about horror movies too, because this is not a horror movie. It's no, I horror. know, but I'm, I'm, I know, I, I, I'm putting these two things together. Oh, so sorry. because okay. of that, I didn't really get into like speak like Halloween movies. I was never like. A be- like I had heard of Beetlejuice, but I never was like, "Oh, I'm gonna sit down and watch this." I was, however, a Halloween Town High fan. If anybody knows the decom, um, because yeah. we love Lucas Grabeel. Yes, exactly. I don't know exactly. if that's why you watched it, but a thousand percent, that's why I watched it. Because listen, Halloween Town, the original, is good, but I actually think Halloween Town High. Is the best one. Maybe controversial. It's the best one. They're coming out of lockers. Yeah. It's the yeah. best one. It yeah. is. But I will say, I, I do like the other the other two before that. And somehow, mm-hmm. I like it. Even the college one, even though Marnie is a different person. Is that Return to Halloween Town? Is that what you're... No. Okay. The, the college one. Oh, is that Halloween Town 2? No. So, Halloween Town... Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Halloween Town High. So many. And then what's the other one? Um, I'm, I did that on the top of my head, which I just want everyone to know. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds uh, is in the Return original? What? Yes, Return to Halloween Town. Yeah, she's in yeah. the first two. Oh my gosh. I do not... I, I need to watch... I need to like rewatch these. It's been so long. I just loved Halloween Town High. Listen, so uh, what a classic. Debbie Reynolds is in that one too. I do not remember these. How, wow, yeah, Debbie Reynolds a... is in all of them. I think she's even in the yeah. Halloween Return to Halloween Town, which is the one where they're at school. And and I watched it or at college. I watched wow. it because Lucas Graviel's in it, but also Sarah right. Paxton, who you might yes. remember from Aquamarine. Yeah, and Cindy White. 
Oh, right. Also that. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what a sidetrack. The biggest thing is that I don't, I don't know. I wasn't really into like the Halloween, except Halloween Town, I guess, yeah. maybe because I was watching so much Disney Channel as a child. Yeah, but I had never seen, I've never seen Beetlejuice. And so I only recently got into horror movies too. Like The Conjuring's great. I would love to see a horror movie musical. I'm just saying. The Conjuring musical um insidious the musical i mean no, not for me if, if if we're doing beetlejuice and all these other things could we do a it, horror no, movie no that, no i don't it's know the same yeah i mean i hear you it would be very interesting but like yeah just yeah. for a quick moment <laughs> is that not phantom of the opera i i guess yeah i don't know is that a horror movie i don't know no but <laughs> Well, it's also kind know. of one of the one of the shows we'll talk about today. Actually, two of them, in my opinion, are kind of are kind of horror esque. Yeah, that's um, okay. Yeah, talk, talk about, about your experience with Beetlejuice. Yeah, you okay. you saw well, it in pre Broadway. Yes, let's first yeah. talk about what it is. So it's obviously based off of the movie. Um, it's written um, the book by Scott Brown and Anthony King, and is music and lyrics by Eddie Perfect, which is awesome. Um, yeah. And it, let me tell you when it came to Broadway. Uh, Eddie Perfect also wrote your favorite King Kong. I know. I love King Kong. Guys, one day we're going to deep dive on King Kong. But first <laughs> I have to find the music because I cannot find it anywhere. All of it. Um, so Beetlejuice premiered on, in broad, on Broadway. What? Am I mm. okay? On Broadway at the Winter Garden Theater. Candy Coma. Um, <laughs> Pre-Candy Coma. Pre-Candy Coma. <laughs> Um, and I know, and it opened in April, 2019. So mm. it's a sad time because, you know, COVID really messed it up and then it re it ended up reopening, right. which is, it's just honestly, all of it is so crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and the cast, I hope we talk about in a second, but I just want to say my own experience, especially for my mom and dad who are definitely listening and went to see the show with me. Right. So it had a tryout at the National Theater in D.C., which is also where I saw Mean Girls have mean their girls. tryout. Yeah. Um, so in October 2018. So it was literally right within spooky season. I remember young Sheldon, the the man, the little boy who's no longer little, who plays young Sheldon was there. And yeah. I got yep. a picture with him because I am a fangirl. Right. And um, yeah, love Ian. Anyway, so we... My parents and I drove up from Richmond for the, like, basically the night to see the show. And um, at this point, they did not know, well, I think when we saw it, that they were going to Broadway. Right. And I thought, you know, you just, once again, we talked about this, I think, last week or the week before. I, you always want to be the kid who's seen a show before it goes to Broadway. Mm -hmm. You should always mm -hmm. do. We're yeah. sitting not far from the front row in the main orchestra section. We had great seats and the show opens and every, basically every other word from almost every other person on stage was some kind of sexual commentary or a bad word. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. just overwhelming. Yeah. Also at this point, the end wasn't quite the same or finished. <laughs> Um, and they ended up rearranging some of the songs before they went to Broadway. But after the show, I kind of felt it was good. Like there was so much talent. The costuming mm -hmm. and staging was in 
incredible. Mm -hmm. um, and I like the storyline mostly. Mm -hmm. And, but I just couldn't get past how, like, it just felt I was accosted constantly by words and language by multiple, um, you know, characters instead of just right. one character. If Beetlejuice was that character, fine. Or if that, you know, Barbara was the character, fine. But it was just from everyone and it kind of felt like I was watching an improv show where like they couldn't remember any other words besides like the words that other people were repeating. And so then <laughs> everyone kept saying the same words. Right. And I just truly thought this will never go to Broadway. Because and we all love those improv shows. That's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it would this would could never go to Broadway until mm. they I really thought it wouldn't go. But they mm -hmm. ended up contracting and then they rewrote quite a bit and changed some of the language and I I've now listened to the Broadway version. It's great. And it is great. Like I want to say the original bones of it were it was so good. There was so much mm -hmm. potential there. It just was right. like and it didn't fully follow the storyline at that point fully of the movie, which it right. still doesn't fully. But it was like, okay, well, people are coming because they've seen this movie. And then you're kind of effing it up a little um, mm. and trying to be more funny. Yeah. So I just want to read this little um, excerpt from Ben Brantley of the New York Times who nice. wrote about the Broadway show, Invisibility is definitely not among this show's problems. Overcompensating from the fear that it might lose an audience with a limited attention span is. Though it features a jaw-droppingly well-appointed gothic funhouse set by David Corns, lighting by Kenneth Posner, replete with spooky surprises, this show so overstuffs itself with gags, one-liners, and visual diversions that you shut down from century overload. And he was talking about it on Broadway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, it is not a sensory-friendly show, which, you know, mm. the movie isn't maybe either. Yeah. I, it is like a great idea, and the music is now really great. And the other yeah. reason, really, truly, the other reason why you're going to, the, probably the only other reason why you're going to see this show um, is because of the cast. And it's specifically Alex, Alex Brightman. Yeah, yeah, Alex who Brightman. slays. Yeah. He slays this yeah. character. He is so yeah. unbelievably talented. And mm -hmm. what is great about the marketing team and about the directorial mm -hmm. team and Alex himself, I don't know if he played any role in this, but every time they performed anywhere outside of the theater, they made different lyrics for the opening number that he sang to right. fit the context of where he was, which was freaking amazing. Yeah. And I, I, I also want to say there are some other really awesome people like Carrie Butler and Ron McClure who are in the mm -hmm. original cast mm -hmm. who are also killer. So there's not right. a lack of talent here, yeah. but I agree that it is kind of a lot. And, mm. you know, maybe that's the point. Maybe that's right. the point. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, apparently Alex Brightman's going to be in a Goosebumps Goosebumps musical. Um, I love that. Yeah. What? Coming soon. I love a Goosebumps um, musical. Yeah, I love... That's a great idea, gotta say. Uh, yeah, Alex Brightman is great. I do want to just highlight, because I recently watched this, the Try Guys 
um, YouTube channel oh, did a gosh. Try Guys on Broadway, and they did Beetlejuice and Alex Brightman. I'll put it in the show notes below. Alex Brightman is in the video, and they're like auditioning for Beetlejuice and all these things, and one of them gets to be in the show, and it's so fun. It's really, really fun. Yeah, and be- and the musical has really had this like cult following. Yeah. Kind of like the movie, I will say. I mean, it's the movie's like popular, but I wouldn't say it's like, you know, hugely. The movie's really, really popular because of the cast of the movie, too. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. I also want to say, and just pause here and not answer this question, and also know that this is for people who don't know anything about this show. They maybe are like, what? But there was some drama that I still don't fully understand and still am like, what is happening with right. the original Lydia? Sophia Ann Cor- Carso? Cor- mm-hmm. Caruso? Caruso. Yeah. She, she, there was something that happened. I don't fully know. She was in I the don't original even know. production. Yeah, you and I can talk about yeah. it later. Yeah. She was in the original production. She was on the original, like, moment with on broadway and then all of a sudden her understudy was in and there was no real conversation about where she had gone and then they brought on a replacement and that's all i'm gonna say about that so moving on (laughs) (laughs) love that love that um i feel like we should talk about maybe sweeney todd i think that's a really good yeah one of the maybe the potentially the best spooky as far as like the best written, like, spooky show that we're going to talk about. Yeah, the most well-written. Maybe not best, but... um, Yeah, yeah, obviously, of course, written by Stephen Sondheim, book by Hugh Wheeler, um, premiered on Broadway in 1979 in the West End in 1980. Um, It did win the Tony Award for Best Musical, also the Olivia Award for Best Musical, um also best score best book i mean for the tony award it's a hugely successful um show when it premiered um and i also think it was a surprising show i think people probably didn't know that it would be something that they would enjoy but then (laughs) but then Mm -hmm. it's you know obviously the full title sweeney todd the demon barber of fleet street um Based on the character Sweeney Todd first appeared in uh, Victorian Penny Dreadful. Um, Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a great, great show. Yeah. There Mm -hmm. was a play in 1973, which is not that. Right. Much before this. Mm -hmm. um, With, you know, similar characters name. And Mm -hmm. so I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know how well that was received by Christopher Bond. But right. that being a basis for this, and and when you when you, I just I think we've talked about this when we talked about Sondheim, mm-hmm. but can you imagine being in this pitch room, like just can yeah. you just for a moment? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I just you're sitting there, you're listening to Sondheim express that you're he's he's written a musical probably already right. at this point. He's written right. songs based mm-hmm. off of this play about someone who is a barber who kills his. The people he cuts their hair, his uh, his participant. What do you call them? His um, Mm -hmm. patrons. His patrons. Yes. Yeah, and the um, the Mrs. Lovett bakes them into pies, and like this is as a play. 
as a play, that's still mm-hmm. a lot to handle. Like as a, I, I can imagine, you know, okay, all right, you know, it's very yeah. Shakespearean. You're mm-hmm. gonna start having people sing about this. <laughs> what? How yeah. are you gonna develop these characters well enough where it doesn't just feel like mm-hmm. really? I don't know, overdone yeah. or not well or whatever. Yeah. And this show is unbelievably well-written music. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievably good. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say uh, eight years before this, he had done Company and that had won that one Best Musical. So he had already kind of established himself as in the theater community. I mean, obviously starting with West Side Story is like insane. For sure. But, um, it's just so different. I know. And that's what I love about, that's one of my, th- I mean, one of the best things about Sondheim is that every show that he does is so different than the last one yeah. he did. Yeah. And, um, I mean, the last show he did, which we talked about in our Tony Awards was Pacific yeah. Overtures right before Sweeney yeah. Todd. And that's yeah. so different. <laughs> Then yeah. this show, and then, th- um, you know, three, four years later, he does Sunday in the Park with George, which is, like, the complete opposite of everything, like, all of these are. So, just yeah. crazy, insane. Um, the original cast, of you know, included of the incredible Angela Lansbury on Broadway, yeah. which I think is wonderful. Um, yeah. I don't know anyone I, I guess victor garber played anthony hope that's pretty cool um mm-hmm. in the original cast but i don't know many other people that were in this in this i don't the know the guy yeah i don't know the guy who played Sweeney todd len caru i don't know Carew? yeah i don't really know him that much yeah yeah but i have never seen a live production of this show i've only seen the movie which was, you know, it's good for what it is, I guess. It's yeah. not like the best. Again, Tim Burton coming back to Tim Burton. <laughs> we can never go away. He, yeah, Tim I mean, Burton. it's true. When you talk about spooky stuff, I mean, he directed Beetlejuice. Yeah. He directed Sweeney Todd the movie. This Wednesday, Hall yeah, Hall it's Hall everywhere. Which we've yet to have a musical about, but you know, I'm yeah, waiting. yeah. Um. So that's, yeah, the movie's good. I mean, I hope I get to see, obviously we're going to be talking about it this spring with the revival coming um, with Josh Groban and Annalie Ashford, Annalie which, Ashford! Is, which is so exciting. I would love to see this revival. Can you imagine? Um, I know. It's just, it's Ugh. it looks, uh, uh, and just Josh Groban. I'm like so excited for him. <laughs> I know. It's so exciting. This is, I think, going to be a stretch for him, and I'm very excited. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Definitely not the first person you think of when you think of Sweeney Todd. So, yeah. Uh, This is a great show. If you guys don't... I mean, it's an older show, so if you don't know it, go check it out. Like, it's really great. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, intense. It is intense. I will say... I think that this, the musical, non-film musical version, is a bit more intense. I mean, we just talked mm-hmm. you talked earlier about what horror shows or, like, <laughs> The Conjuring yeah. or, you know, yeah. might be like. But this is, I mean, this is pretty, this is pretty intense. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 I and hope they sell, I hope they sell, like, little mini pies at this new revival, no. like, during intermission. They just sell pies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. What are some, what, are, what, what's another show we can do, you know, a little, little dive into and then we can kind of. A little dive? Yeah. Okay. Well, one show we should just little dive into, I feel like, just briefly. This Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop. What a great little dive we can go into. And then we'll kind of rapid fire these other ones as we wrap yeah, up. There's so many. Yeah, okay. We, when we brainstormed this, we were like, how are there, are there enough spooky shows? And meanwhile, there's a lot of spooky so shows. Many. We could yeah. have done nine bajillion. I know. Okay. I know. Little Shop of Horrors, music and by Alan Menken, lyrics by Howard Ashman, mm-hmm. and book by Howard Ashman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who we've talked about on the show before with the Disney stuff, but this was kind of what, this came before Disney and kind of what cemented Mm -hmm. them, like, because of Little Shop, they went over to Disney, I will say, but. Yeah. Yeah. And it's based off of a film originally, right? Um, let's see. The musical is loosely based on the low budget 1960s. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So this is, this is great because we... Yeah, this is based off of a film. Like, most of the things we just talked about is based off right. of something. Right. Um, and it premiered off-Broadway in 1982. Yep. Um, and then, you know, ran basically off-Broadway for five years. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think it went to the West End. And then finally, like, years later, in 2003, it opened on Broadway. I know. Um, I know. And then... Yeah, and now it's a revival off-Broadway again. hmm Yeah. Yeah, and what's interesting about that, every time I've seen videos of, like, when it, over, you know, originated with Jonathan Groff off-Broadway, and even now, like, it's, I think a lot of them talk about how it's a show that belongs off-Broadway. It's not a, like, I don't think Howard Ashman or Alan Menken in its original conception mm-hmm. intended it to go on Broadway because it's just such a small and specific show and it's not like and i love that even now the revival is like still running and it's just Mm -hmm. can run off broadway forever and i think it almost allows it to be let there's less pressure like from producers and everything too like Mm -hmm. as far as financial wise and also you can get like look at all the the amazing casts we've seen with this off-broadway run like it's just there's just no pressure for it which i think is really cool so quickly, Taylor, yeah. do you feel you can recap the story of this show? I don't think so because I've never seen Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> this Taylor. is me, okay. the theater nerd. <laughs> Taylor is going to be something. I, I had I had the uh, guys don't at me. I've had the opportunity to see it, but I just like something came up and then I couldn't. So I do know that it's about this nerd Seymour and this older woman Audrey who's older like kind woman. of a isn't she kind of older than him isn't that the thing oh, that and isn't she like kind of a prostitute I don't know one of the, no! oh the see God. these oh are God. these are the okay. things that I like refer and they live on Skid Row I do know that they li- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and okay. there's like he's like a plant he owns a plant and it tries to eat them in the end these oh are the this is I amazing know. yeah I love this version okay <laughs> Yes, I've had the privilege of being able to see a few local productions of this, and then I saw the 2019 revival cast of this. I saw the original cast, except that Tammy Blanchard was out the day I went, so I saw her understudy as Audrey and honestly loved her more, so don't tell Tammy. Tammy was great. 
I'm sure mm-hmm. she was great. And her voice yep. on the audio is great. But, and I agree with you that it is meant for a small theater. And like the theater yeah. it's in right now off Broadway is just, it's so beautiful. So, mm. and intimate is how I would describe it. Okay. Essentially, big plot points. They're, you know, basically in Los Angeles in, on Skid Row. Mm-hmm. And there's this boy named Seymour, and he works for Mr. M- Munchkin, and he owns a flower shop or a plant, like a flower, yeah, flower. He's a florist. And anyway, there are also three, mm-hmm. three, um, I love this, three narrators, narrators yes. which mm-hmm. is awesome. We love that. Yep. And big points are that Audrey is in an abusive relationship with this guy and she doesn't want to leave him, even though eventually she like has her arm broken and like, Mm -hmm. he's just doesn't pay her any attention and he's, you know, all this and Seymour like loves her and Mm -hmm. wants to care for her. And eventually Audrey sees that. Meanwhile, there's this plant that's been delivered. Where from? We don't know. But anyway, it won't grow, and Seymour's trying to get it to grow, and eventually right. he pricks his finger, and the plant starts talking to him and says, feed me. That's oh my goodness. Audrey too. Right. Which mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. He names the plant after mm. And, um, yeah, anyway, the plant starts growing and growing, and it's, like, one of the biggest plants in the city or ever, and so people are coming and, you know, seeing it and all this stuff, and the only way to get it to grow is if Seymour feeds it blood. Eventually, he runs out of his own blood to give it, and he starts accidentally on purpose, but kind of accidentally, killing off characters in the show and feeding it to the plant. And Wonderful. so it's major Sweeney Todd vibes Yeah, about killing things and giving it to something. But I think the rationale is so different. And so it's it's kind of funny, but it's also really sad. He ends up killing mm-hmm. the love of his life and feeding it to this plant. Um, and the very he, end- he kills Audrey and feeds it to her? <laughs> wait, wait, Audrey, what? Audrey, okay, Audrey technically doesn't end up being killed by Seymour. She uh-huh. kind of self-sacrifices sort of into the plant, but yes. They oh all my end goodness. Up in the, plant. the end result is everyone wow. in the plant. They've all died. And then they sing this Does amazing Seymour die? <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm shook. I knew like, that the plant <laughs> ate people, but I did not know that that Audrey too ate Audrey. I wow. mean, yeah, it's a lot. Anyway, they yeah. all end up singing this song at the end because they are in the plant. Depends How do you wrap the up a musical like this? This is what I'm saying. You sing a song about be it, don't feed the plant. That is the end song. Right, right, right. This was a bad idea. We're all dead. <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah. know, it's maybe not fully like that, but it's, you know, similar yeah. enough. It's right, so good. Right. It's yeah. you know it it it's a classic. Mm-hmm. I love this. These we might talk about costumes. There are some really good costumes in here. Really good puppets. Um, we all know Rachel loves the puppets. I love a good puppet. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I think my prediction for Rachel's love life is that she'll marry a puppeteer, and that's just <laughs> what it will be. <laughs> um, I'll create an application yeah. form. Yeah. Are you yeah. a puppeteer? Yeah. In- on her dating profile, interested in puppeteers. <laughs> I just feel like that's yeah. also kind of creepy. Like, I don't want the puppets at home, but I'm here for you being that. You know, there's like a. You don't want an Audrey 2 in your house? I don't want any puppets in my home. Oh, okay. 
Because okay. what if they come to life? I mean, this could be Pinocchio. My well, they fear. could with your with your significant other there. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, that sounds wonderful. I need to either watch the movie or go see a stage production of this because wow, why should do both because the film is yeah. also not bad. Yes, yes. Um, of course, okay. the film is a super huge cult classic with like Steve Martin yeah. in it and the original. And they've been talking about doing a remake. I, I don't know if it's dead, but with Chris Evans mm-hmm. and Scarlett Johansson. Time. Yeah, I amazing. Would, would I like that? I don't know. I think it would be amazing. I mean, and then also maybe Taron Edgerton in it. I don't know. That's please yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. My favorite part about the show is that the person who plays um, Audrey's boyfriend and the person who plays the reporter and the person who plays the dentist are all the same character. Yes. And it's just so funny. And I also love the dentist song. It's so mm-hmm. good. The dentist, um, right? Yeah. It's yeah. It just it's so good. Yeah. Anyway. Christian Borrell is who you saw, and then Jonathan Groff is Seymour, which is incredible. But also some other replacements, Skylar Astin, Gideon Glick, Jeremy Jordan, um, and Rob, Rob McClure right now, um, which is amazing. Which I and love. Lena, and Lena Hall as Audrey, which is really cool. Um, listen, some other rapid fire shows we're just going to throw at you guys, obviously, Heather's. Um, which is on streaming, streaming right now on Roku. Is that where it is? I think. Yeah, you can just Google Heather's yeah. Roku, Roku, yeah. and it'll come up. Yep, and we'll put in the show notes without having to create an account. Yeah, Plus it's. That. I love Heather's. Heather, it's so. It's also so Heather. good. Like this version yeah. is so good. The way that they Ooh. have it staged, I just I shan't say more because you need to watch it. Love it, love it. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is Rachel just fell in love with. Not just, I just saw it. Oh yeah, but I wasn't mean, it your first time seeing it? No. It, oh, I thought it was. My first time seeing the staged version. So typically, right. you know, every year you go and see the shadow cast of the mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was my first time seeing the musical version staged. Yeah, yeah. Um, love it. Eleven out of ten. Love it. 11 it's out of 10. Also, wow. Wow. It's, it, nothing makes sense. It's, it's, it's giving, yeah. Beetleju- it was giving what Beetle just tried to be, but just never, mm-hmm. you know, like this is mm-hmm. obviously the first of its time. It's incredible. Right. right. Also, Dracula the musical, also Jekyll and Hyde the musical, which I'm, which also I think are written by the same, the music is the same person. Frank Wildhorn did Jekyll and Hyde and did Dracula, which is, Amazing. Strange. Uh, he must have that. a thing for vampires, I guess. I don't know. Um, and spooky spookiness. Young Frankenstein, the Mel Brooks musical, Carrie the musical, which obviously we all know from Riverdale. And <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh, I do want to shout out Oh Lizzie, right. Not Lizzie McGuire, but no. um yeah. Which Although is so that, good, it's also a rock musical. Yeah, Ooh, I'll have to check that out because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know it. And then I do want to shout out—we already kind of mentioned it—but Mean Girls that has a spooky vibe, you know, with the dre- with the Halloween costume, the Halloween party, and all of that, yeah, and sexy. There is. Yeah, so good. I love it. And sexy, sexy. 
Thank you, Taylor. Yeah. Cassio. Cassio is Aaron. Oh, I would take it. <laughs> I give you sexy corn. I can be be <laughs> Amazing. Um, Rachel, I do want to ask you, what, did you ever have some fun costume ideas? Like when you were little, like what were some go-to costumes? I was pretty much the same thing for like the first like five years of my life, which. I don't know if I really am good at costumes. I really feel like I should be. I know I was Mm -hmm. a a zombie at one point, a zombie bride. Mm -hmm. I know I'm sure I was all like when I was really little, I don't remember. So sorry, parents who probably had to find all the things for me. Um, in college once I was Nancy Drew, which a hundred percent is correct yeah. for me. Yeah. Typecasting. Um, yeah. I am sure I've been Wednesday Adams before. Uh, well, that's easy. Listeners should know that one Halloween party, Rachel and I were a part of, she was Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein <laughs> and re- literally just, I mean, really just kind of showed up in a dress and brought, the book Frankenstein. That's really what it was. No, I brought the Okay, listen. I curled my hair the same way. I have this long dress that I had gotten from the Goodwill. It used to be an orchestra dress for yeah. sure. And I looked very Victorian and I carried around the book, mm-hmm. but the, the, with the original title crossed out and notes on it Love because it. it didn't have Frankenstein. It wasn't yeah. actually Frankenstein yet. Commit to the bit. You know, and no one yeah. freaking knew who I was. Right, right. It's okay. It's okay. Who no, are you? You are vindicated. Everyone knows. Everyone knows who you are now. Thank you. We will post Thank these you. pictures. Also, the same yeah. Halloween party, I was a hipster zombie. So that That's was fun. Right. Yes, yes. That was fun. I'm a, I, I think I looked great. I just got to say. So for the, first, for the first four years or five years of my life, I wanted to dress up as Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. So I was Tigger a lot. Um yeah, that was really fun. And then I think, oh, no, one no. year I was s'mores. I did, like, I wore white. I was the marshmallow. I sprayed my hair white. Then I had a poster, like, cardboard poster board type of thing, like, sandwich board front and back That's that amazing. had the cardboard. And then it had, like, a little chocolate peeling out of the cardboard. That's yeah, that, amazing. Yeah, I'll post a picture of it. I know I have it somewhere. Um, so, so that was fun. Honestly, any of the shows we talked about, I feel like you could do costumes or you could totally do beetlejuice as a costume idea yeah um you could even be barbara see these are the things that i love i love like weird niche characters obviously Mm -hmm. hence my mary Mm -hmm. shelley because i don't want to try that hard and i don't want to wear something that like i probably won't ever wear again thankfully i got that dress from goodwill but like i don't want to love it you know like So, like, being Barbara would be really cool yeah. because all you have to do is wear regular clothes. Or even being Lydia if you have, like, a black dress and, like, cool stockings. So, there's right. just many things right. you can do. Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett, always a good one. Amazing. Um, Adam's family, that's easy. Audrey, too. So easy. <laughs> so easy. <laughs> Honestly, though, you know, I could yeah. get a white shirt yeah. and um, a s- sweater and button it up and put a little bow tie and have my glasses mm. and wear like khaki yeah. pants that I'm sure I have Love and it. a belt and yeah. get a little plant and just carry mm-hmm. it around. Mm-hmm. And I would totally. be seen more. Big frog and toad energy. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just got to say, I obviously I want to shout out Shrek the musical because that's kind of a spooky show, but also Stranger mm-hmm. Sings. The off-Broadway yeah. show right now. I mean, if you're in New York, go see it. 
Um, that's that's definitely another spooky. Sh- I gotta say, Hall- um, Broadway shows up for the spooky season. They got a lot they of do. stuff. They do. They got a lot. And do they show up for other holidays? Only time will tell. Um, <laughs> but I think there's yeah. something super theatrical about Halloween, right? Like about yeah. what is now yeah. Halloween, which is us dressing up and like yeah. doing things and acting a certain character. Yeah. Like what is more theater than that? True. True. And we loved it. Guys, thank you for joining us for this spooky yeah. season episode. Rachel, thank you Thanks, so much. Fun. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. Ooh, spooky. So this is every opportunity, every opportunity I can get a ghost sound, a ghost sound in. Yeah. It's better than like chainsaws or something. I don't know. I'm a witch. (laughs) I'm trying to think of like other sounds. Oh yeah. Wicked. Also wicked. We didn't talk about wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked is totally, like, also kind of a spooky show. Why didn't we talk about this? It premiered on October, like, October 30th. Like, what the heck? Okay, sorry. Keep going. Okay. Um, So, character of the week. This is a segment where Taylor and I pick a character that we're feeling like for this week. So, we think, how have we been feeling? What have we been up to? What kind of character also has those similar feelings, thoughts, and vibes? vibes that's right we would also love to hear from your characters thoughts on spooky shows guys also listen tag us in your in your um halloween costumes today uh i know this is halloween so you guys may have already done parties and everything but um we'd love to see you guys in your listen hamilton was a big costume when the the year hamilton came out do you know how many hamilton costumes there were i love seeing those little kids in hamilton costumes so i know i know so i know just send us all the pictures we'd love to see you guys um also your character of the week you may get a shout out on a future episode so let us know who you are this week who you're feeling rachel would you like to know my character this week tell me Tell me. Um, So this week, listen, work has been a little cray, so I'm Mm. feeling a little tired, and this character is a workaholic, working all the time, doesn't have time for her son in the show to build a relationship, because she's been working too hard as a nurse, and that's right, I'm Heidi Hansen from Dear Evan Hansen, (laughs) the spookiest show of all, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just be working she's always picking up those extra shifts and that's where i am right now in my life so yeah wow yeah amazing thanks taylor rachel who's your character this week that's amazing um well inspired by the spooky season as taylor was as well clearly yes obviously Um, i feel like i am also this person because well somewhat uh, because I feel I sometimes am a follower, not a leader. Now, my friends who know me are like, mm-hmm. that's not true. But when I'm not around other people, like in work settings or other things, like, right. well, sometimes I can be a follower. And right now I'm still getting to know what's up and like, you know, just mm-hmm. figuring it out. But sometimes I also have experiences where I'm like, what is going on? And although I haven't had an experience where my ringleader dies, I do feel (laughs) like I can relate. (laughs) So I am Heather McNamara from 
the Heathers. Love it. Love Thank it. You. One of the Heathers. She's the, she yeah. is in the musical, the one whose dad, or yeah, dad um, has diamonds. Yeah, Sailboat. Does she sing Sailboat? She does. Yes. Lifeboat. Yeah. Oh, Lifeboat. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a great song. Good choice. Good. Cho- is she the green one? Is that? She's yellow in the musical. Oh, okay. Yellow in the musical. Hello, Heather the green, Mackin. the green, the other Heather who's green ends up taking over the main Heather who's red because mm-hmm. she Heather has Chandler. She, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Love it. Oh my gosh. Heather's Heather's all around. We love, we love the Heather's. We love the Heather's. This is a second yeah. moment for us to tell you, watch the link yes. below. Watch, it. watch it's it, so watch it. What are you doing tonight? Nothing. You're not going trick or treating. You're watching Heather's. If you would like to join also Scooby-Doo is on Netflix <laughs> right now. And I just got to say, it's so great. <laughs> Um, if you would like to join in on our discussion, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Mm, this is Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> one normal night, one normal night. That's a lot of-